Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. With me for this episode are Will Pintar. Hello there. And Dan Slobodian. <laughs> Hello. We're all extremely excited with the tournament this weekend. It's the Milton Keynes British System Open. We're going to be going, except for Dan, who seems to have decided not to. Mm. Uh, and it is going to be yet another world record smashing event in the UK. Where they've sold considerably over 600 tickets, which puts it ahead of last year's 500-player event. And we're hoping that most of you guys are going to be there uh, and we can uh, see you. For a lot of players, like last year, it's going to be their first uh, really big tournament. For some players, it might even be their first ever tournament. So in this show, we thought we'd have a little word about what is, is good in terms of pre-tournament preparation and how we can go about making sure we're ready to play on Saturday morning. Will, what are your thoughts? Well, I've got a number of different things. I'm not going to, obviously, steal the whole show. But for me, it's... Uh, what to pack, really. Our lovely producer, Tim, provided a great post on our team page uh, for us all to go by. And uh, I thought it was great to uh, be putting that forward. I mean, there's a number of different things that you've got to think about throughout the day. Obviously, packing your usual stuff, like uh, one being your damage deck. The amount of people have turned up at the uh, at a tournament and they forgot their damage deck. Um, I will always take a spare, just for anybody. So then... With that, I mean, I always take, as well as the damage deck, I always take uh, two copies of my uh, list at least. I've normally normally got like at least three, actually. But uh, it's just so I have them ready. But not just the list, especially for a system open that I'm going to use on the first day. Potentially the list that I'm going to use on my second day with the hyper, uh, a hyperspace uh, going on on the second day. I'm going to take a hyperspace list as well. Well, it's useful um, when you've got a printed copy just to be able to show it to your opponent during the game, before the game, after the game, just to confirm points scored and all the rest of it. And it does come in really handy, even if in these enlightened days of the FFG app, uh, we shouldn't actually need to refer to pieces of paper. They are useful. Yeah, definitely. Especially if I want to see what's half points on stuff. If someone hands me a list and they let me use that throughout, throughout the game, if, I, if it's a proper tense game, like late on, so I'm not having to sit there working out maths as well. So it's, I know Dan's a maths teacher by <laughs> trade, so it's not too bad for him. But when I'm concentrating on a, a game, I, I don't I, I don't want to be sitting there trying to work out maths as well as all my moves that are going on. Well, it seems legit to, to understand your win condition as the game is unfolding. And it is courteous to bring a paper copy of your list that your opponent can look at. Yeah. Another thing I found helpful is a tray. Now, if you're on the UK, oh, God, yes. yeah. If you're on the UK and Ireland X-wing site, you will see I put a picture up of my new tray on there uh, this week, and I find that I find a tray like that really handy, so I can go from station to station, especially in a big room like that. So I can go from like each of my tables carrying everything. I actually started off originally with like a cheap. I went to the pound shop and bought a little cheap tray, you know, like one that you put on, on your dinner without yeah. the cushion on the bottom. <laughs> right. so um, I, I bought one of them and I used to carry it around in that and I thought that was really handy obviously having a tournament specific one is, is a bit better but it's not a must I mean I, I, what do you carry your stuff around in Dan? Yeah same thing well actually to be honest I use my um, template tray as a tray for all my stuff 
but I, I agree with you. I think besides the stuff you actually need to obviously play the game, I think a tray is the single most important thing you can bring with you. I've just got a little tray for my templates, um, so it's not a big, massive thing that we're carrying. And even if you've got a lot of ships, it's even worth maybe just uh, before the tournament, just seeing how you can line things up um, on your tray for when you're carrying it. It's, it's, almost, it's always completely devastating to see someone who's, whose tray is angled slightly on their way around and all the stuff's dropped off in the middle of the floor and it's uh, it's an awful sight. So just trying to line everything up so it won't fall off is a, a good tip for the before a tournament, I think. Well, and it's important to bear in mind that it's going to be a big room and you're probably going to be travelling some distance with your kit. And if you've got a convenient way of doing that, then that's going to make your life very considerably easier and actually everybody else's because you're not going to be needing to make two or three trips, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, bring a tray. With that one, <coughs> obviously you said down there, things falling over and stuff, things falling out. <laughs> it might seem, it might go without saying, but make sure the night before you've got all your ships, your dials, your bases, your pilot cards, everything like that. Now, I made the mistake of taking exactly the amount of tokens that I needed throughout my game um, last year's SOS and it just so happens that I lost my tractor token halfway through like the, the day and I was like oh running around trying to find it couldn't find it anywhere I was like oh I even got a tractor token I mean obviously some really nice guy but uh, give me a tractor token and from that point on you know it uh, obviously helped me out so if you were gonna take tokens don't just take the right amount take the spares as well yeah, for sure. I mean, I find it helpful to keep my spares in my case and then just have exactly the amount that I might need so I can just make sure when I leave a game that I've I've left with exactly the amount I've brought in. Some of that acrylic stuff I've, I've managed to amass over the years is now coming in for a decent price. And you would like to think that nothing's going to happen to it at an X-Wing tournament, uh, but it means that if I know exactly how many of each I've got, then I can walk away from the table knowing I've not left anything behind. With that as well, I mean, you, you can use stuff between rounds as well. So it's always good to take something that's stuff bet for between rounds. <coughs> I myself have a terrible habit that I do between rounds. But if you don't have a habit like that, I mean, sometimes we get some big breaks between rounds, like 40 to 50 minutes. And I, I've actually bought into Destiny for that reason, because uh, I, I used to see Tom Reed and um, obviously his brother, his dad, and they used to sit there playing Destiny. I mean, this year we've got Keyforge as well, so I'm going to be taking some Keyforge down to me. Some people like taking headphones with them, you know, something, something to take your mind off the tournament. Obviously, we're going to all going to be chatting, but if you need that little break and you're not that sociable or you just need that little you time, you can always do something like that to take your mind off the tournament. I don't know what well, it's it's one of the most exciting things about the event for me is is just the sheer volume of people that I'll know there and that I'll get to to have a chance to chat to and maybe have a drink with at some stage. And that's really exciting for me. But uh, it's like with the, the show that we did with, with Tom Reed about staying in the zone during the tournament day. If you are someone who needs to get in the place and stay in the place to do your best at the event, and that's what you're looking to do, then it can be a good idea to have some way of... Uh, taking yourself out of the gaming room and getting into your own headspace rather than going into listening that if only somebody had done a two bank, that would have been a brilliant move and they would have won, which seems to be the story that you hear between virtually every round at a big event. 
I mean, what do you do between rounds, Dan? Because obviously you're not that, you're uh, not that sociable. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but I like to um, almost try and keep my head in the game a little bit, um, but in a less intense manner than actually playing a game. So wandering around, watching other people, chatting about um, how lists are doing and things like that, I find just sort of keeps my head in the right space while also giving you a bit of chance to decompress a little bit from a game. So me personally, I, I, I don't like to do other things in between, but I can absolutely see why people would. And it's it gaps between rounds, a good chance to go and uh, keep yourself hydrated, get a bit of something yeah. to eat, all that kind of thing. Um, and that's a, that's a handy opportunity. What's the facilities looking like in Milton Keynes? Do we, do we know what it's like in terms of food and drink and that sort of stuff around the venue? Well, in and around the venue, I mean, there's an Asda in that particular car park. You've got all different restaurants around. You've got a Nando's, which I'm pretty sure the Warlords will probably be at. We've got a TGI's, which obviously you're a bit upmarket, Bob. I'm sure you'll be <laughs> partaking in the Jack Daniels ribs. Um, uh, maybe and, a cocktail. <laughs> and, uh, or two. Or five. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, so there's, there's there's a lot of restaurants around there because it, it, it's right next to the MK Don Stadium. So uh, as you can imagine, there is a lot of facilities around there, you know, a lot of different uh, restaurants and that. And that's another thing that I was going to say, doing the recon of the area and finding out where everything is. So maybe you could have a plan beforehand. Maybe you could book a table for later on in the round. Obviously, make sure you book it for late on. But it's not just the restaurants around maybe taking snacks in with you beforehand. It is going to be quite expensive where we are uh, naturally because they ha- they hold like a, a monopoly over it. So expect to be spending quite a lot of money if, you, if you're buying snacks from like the bits in the hotel or whatever, or the venue itself. So, you know, have, having some with you. I, I got highlighted to a fact that hotels have to provide you a water, like a source of water, drinking water. So you could take a water bottle with you and keep re- refilling that. I wasn't aware of that till producer Tim told us. So that's a good little tip. And it's one I certainly didn't know. So I'm going to be taking him up on that. Definitely. I think um, for me personally, like I, I, in my early days of tournaments, I used to have a terrible habit of getting a, an awful headache about round three every single time. And it's just because I wasn't keeping myself hydrated. I think people um, underestimate the amount of water that your body uses just by by thinking as hard as you are doing during the game. You know, at the end of the day, your, your brain uses a lot of energy doing that. So, yeah, and now between every single round, I make sure I drink an entire bottle of water and even then try and get a bit of caffeine in me as well, just a cup of tea or something. And I've found that recently I haven't been getting the headaches at all. So, yeah, it's a good tip, definitely. And it's about making sure that you are giving yourself the best chance to focus on the game. If you know where you're sleeping, if you know that your car is parked safely and securely, if you know what you're going to be doing for food at lunch and at dinner, if you know that you've got enough water to drink and snacks to keep you going, if you know all of those things at 8.30 on Saturday morning, you are in a better place than the bloke who doesn't know all of those things at 8.30 on Saturday morning. And if you are intending to, to go to Milton Keynes and try and be one of the five and ones, one of the top 10% who make it through to Sunday, then giving yourself every advantage really matters. The, the professional sports marginal gains philosophy 
that took Team Sky from being a fairly average cycling team to being a world-beating one does apply to X-Wing as well. Give yourself every little inch and that way you stand the best chance of doing the best that you can. Well, yeah, because you've not got those uh, exterior pressures on you then, worrying, like you say, if you've not sorted a room out for that night and you're worrying about where you're kipping that night, then you will have mind your mind on other things. So, yeah, that is a good shout, though, especially, like you say, travel and accommodation. Yeah, it's really important. Mm. I mean, one, one you did say there, Dan, obviously energy drinks and, well, using caffeine, for instance, as a cup of tea. Now, I smash a lot of coffee. I probably shouldn't smash as much as I, I do. And energy drinks, I mean... People can do whatever they want. It's up to them. But obviously smashing too many energy drinks rather than water can have an effect as well. I know we certainly in, in, in the forces, we do smash a lot of, of that, but we, we smash a lot of water at the same time. So it is one to be aware of. Not too much coffee, maybe, especially later on in the rounds. And the other thing for me is is managing expectations. And, it, and that applies to the, the top players as well as people who are going to a tournament for the first time. If you have a regular circle of four guys and, and you always end up the winner, you are entering a very different environment at the weekends. You're going to a place where there are 600 players. There are going to be people who've won world championships, people who've won national championships, people who've won system opens before, and people who expect to finish in the cup every event they go to. So if you go in thinking, well, I'm, I'm the best in my kitchen at X-Ring, so therefore I'm going to win Milton Keynes, the likelihood is, and the overwhelming likelihood is, you're going to be a bit disappointed, uh, probably around game three. And I think it's important in order to, to have a really good time at the weekend, to manage your expectations and to be ready for the fact that there are 600 and odd people going there to win it. And likewise, at the top end, great, well done. You know, you've just won a big hyperspace qualifier or whatever it might be. And we were talking to those guys earlier in the week. But that doesn't mean that you're entitled to anything at the system open. Every game is its own game and, and good players lose to less experienced players all the time. So for me, my, my expectation management is go aiming to have a good time and I don't think I'll be disappointed. If I go there thinking if I don't come away with a, a system open title, I'll have failed in my weekend, then I'm setting myself up for a pretty grim journey home. <laughs> Fair one. Well, if, you, if you're going home with Dan, it's going to be grim anyway, but... <laughs> But like moving back onto taking stuff, one thing I have noticed that I've suffered with, because I have sustained a back injury um, in my past through my job and that, so I, I, it does get quite taxing on my back throughout the day. Obviously, things like comfortable shoes, comfortable clothes, you know, things like that really do help. Bear in mind you're going to be on your on your feet for like twelve hours plus, you know, so it is quite a long time. But like pills and potions. So taking things, uh, I certainly take painkillers all the time. I've always got painkillers with me uh, just in case. Um, I've normally got like paracetamol if it's just a headache, but I've always got the harsher stuff. But even things like uh, Imodium and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you could have done with some Imodium when uh, you went to Poland, Bob. Um, <laughs> Denmark. Denmark, sorry. Poland was just paracetamol. <laughs> so, but it, it does come in handy, things like that. And obviously... Other people may need it as well, so it's always good to have it and help other people out as well. You know, it, it's it's a definite winner for me. I'm, I'm, like I say, I, and you can always help other people out if you've got it with you. Yeah, and likewise, if there's something you need that you haven't got, then do ask people. 
even if you don't know them, even if you're not particularly mate with them or whatever, people will help you out because there is a reason that we're known as one of the best communities in the gaming world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, more, more than enough people have helped me and I've helped other people. So, yeah, it's definitely the one. And and with that helping people as well, um, I've also had to help people in the past with uh, possibly their uh, strong smelling odour. Now, <laughs> um, with this, obviously, take some deodorant. Have Please, please, please have a shower. You know, if you're not, if you know you're one of them people, bear in mind a 650 plus room, okay, full of people, it's going to get hot, it's going to get sweaty. Like I mentioned, the comfortable clothing earlier, you know, if wear shorts, maybe, you know, if you need to wear wear a t shirt, you can always take a jacket, you can always take a spare pair of trousers if it's cold or the aircon's too hot. But deodorant, smellies, bit of aftershave, you know, wouldn't go amiss. We're not people. Warhammer players. We are not Warhammer <laughs> players, and we will not behave like them. I, I well, you know, it, it does happen. You know, there is some offensive odors come off some people. You know, it, it's not it's not offensive to sit around and you know give them the wink and the nod, especially if you're mate and go, yeah, mate, have a bit of this. Trust me, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you, if, you, if you stood there giving them tic tacs and go, "Yeah, mate, have some of these, please," you know, what I mean, then yeah, maybe they might get offended. But you know, a bit of deodorant doesn't go amiss. <laughs> and it's not that hard to manage a shower in the morning, is it? It it isn't. You know, there's plenty of time to get up and get ready. You know, even if you've been out, like had a few drinks the night before and had a skinful, just get up and have a shower. You know what I mean? And kickoff is they're aiming for nine thirty, I think, on on Saturday morning. Registration is. Is eight till nine thirty? I believe so. I believe so. It's yeah. It's going to be. I think registration will run over uh, with the amount of players. I, I've I've got a feeling it will. I, I think be prepared to be deep into the night, very deep into the night. I reckon. Um, I mean, last year I think we finished at nine o'clock. This year we've got one hundred and fifty more players. I think we'll be finishing past nine o'clock. Well, at least it won't be like uh, 2017 where we had seven games and people were staggering out of there at 11 o'clock at night. Mm. You, you, say, you say it won't be. You never know, Bob. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. Um, and they, they've had a couple of disasters uh, along the way. I mean, Euros ran into a bit of difficulty with timing. So let's hope it, we don't get to one of those situations. Well, on, on that note as well, then, it, it's probably worth thinking about bringing a, a packed lunch or something. Um, because of often uh, lunch is the first casualty of uh, an overrunning event. So, and even if it's not, there might well be a few fast food places around or a Tesco's about. But if you've got six hundred people descending on it at the same time, the queues are going to be lengthy. So, uh, packed lunch is always a, a good way to just give yourself some extra chill out time, not stood in a queue. And what you can do as a player is make sure you get your results slipping early. Yeah. Don't be don't be those two guys who both think the other one's handed the slip in and the, the TOs are running around saying, right, we've had results from 320 games in, where's the two idiots? <laughs> because you are holding up 600 and odd people by not getting slip in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously as well, you know, being being on time for your round and things like that, being, you know, I'm not going to go into the courtesy thing and, you know, proper conduct within the tournament, but being on time for your round and stuff, so with that, um, obviously keeping an eye on possibly the app um, and for the for the pairings on the group page and stuff like that. Um, 
because the, and taking something like a power pack or a charger or something else spare, maybe like a, an iPad or, you know, some sort of tablet to keep an eye on the pairings, you know, if you, if you need extra charge, that is always worth having. Um, even if it's just to keep an eye on where you are with your mates and stuff like that, and give them a ring, you know, it's, it's always handy to have. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the last point I would make about tourney prep is if you know that there are lists that are popular, and at the moment we're seeing a lot of the, the four phantoms and stuff like that, give it some thought. Get yourself a plan. Work out how your list might beat their list. That's maybe the best advice for doing well. Yeah. And beyond that, it's just a case of looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Let's have a really, really, really good time. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, one I will point out is, like I said earlier, like the hyperspace as well. So you've got a hyperspace on the Sunday, which uh, it's if you go six and zero in that, you get an invite to Worlds. You know, so that that uh, registration at that for that opens at eight a.m., closes at nine. But also after round three on the Saturday, there's going to be Hangar Bay events. So if you're like one uh, one and two, or you know zero and three, and you don't want to carry on, you can drop out and jump into a Hangar Bay pod of eight people if you really want to. Okay, that's cool. Um, so we'll be back on Friday with a show about what list the Sith takers are planning on bringing. And we're really excited to see you all on Saturday. Until then, it's goodbye from Dan Slob. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Will Pintar. Goodbye. And ta-ta from me, Bob D. Take care. <laughs>